Howdy, and welcome to episode 10 of the second season of The FPL Jingle. After a decent break, and we've had a few of those now, Steve, are you revitalized? I wouldn't say revitalized just yet, Owen. Uh, I was over visiting you with some friends over in Eindhoven, and there was a a lot of uh, activities and a lot of drinking going on, and I got back in yesterday. make it sound a bit... um um, what's what's the word? A bit dodgy when you <laughs> describe ac- activities. No, no. What, what d- were those? Uh, well, you you know you were there. Uh, a bit of bowling, uh, mini golf. There was go karting, and we played the. Uh, kind of sounds like you're lying, Steve. <laughs> we played the game uh, padel or paddle. I don't know which way you pronounce it. Uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, legs are still sore about that. Um, but yeah, I was back in work today, and it 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 took me a few hours to kind of go like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm think I'm getting getting there now. So, um, back to back to normal. Back to normal a certain bit, but I wouldn't say 100 percent yet. But I'm here, and I'm I'm ready to go and put in another A plus effort on the podcast. Maximum effort. Good lad, good lad. Uh, what I enjoyed most, I think, about the holiday was um, beating um, a fellow go-karter who was in a, a pair of racing gloves. <laughs> who shall remain a, nameless. A, a very serious statement of intent <laughs> yeah. to come down. Well, the, the, the funny gloves. part the funny part for me was the, the bit where you said that you, during the race that you actually bumped him and you took the lead that way. And then you said to him jokingly afterwards, oh, I should have got a five-second time penalty for that. And he looked at you stone cold, dead in the face, and was like, yeah, you should have. Yeah, that that, that was very fun. Very fun. Lots of crashes. Lots of seasick lads who had too much beer in them. Uh, Well, in fairness to to one of the lads, he 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 got shunted fair bad. So, like, we'll give him a pass on that. We'll give Mark a pass. But, yeah, like, it was... He's got enough passes in his time. (laughs) <laughs> not for um, me not for me this is like a first for me so anyway yeah i mean like I, I, we're, we're getting used to the pod and so i'm half kind of phoning this one in so <laughs> i might just continue the banter chat a little bit and say did, did you did you observe the international break at all uh, i did for a little bit uh i kept track I, of i did <laughs> I kept track of some of the scores. Like I noticed, Mitrovic had a hat trick for Serbia, and I think is now their all-time top scorer, even though he's only like twenty-seven or something ridiculous like that. Uh, England obviously lost to Hungary and got relegated in their group in the Nations League. Uh, Ireland lost to Scotland, and now we play Armenia tonight. And if we don't win that game, we could get relegated. Or sorry, if we lose that game, we get relegated. Um, but I saw Haaland scored, uh, I saw Odegaard was back playing and captain in the side, and those are kind well, of the main ones I was thinking about. interesting was all the Scottish fullbacks seemed to die. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tierney went off injured, and I think Robertson was already injured before the break, so they were short Patterson? on left backs. Patterson's Scottish? Patterson is Scottish, he's the right back, and he also got injured, you're right, yeah. I don't know what the story is, but they were saying uh, after the match that it doesn't look great. So he could be out more long term. Interesting. I wonder what it'll be like. Like go like after the World Cup. Will you have a lot of injured or tired players? Oh, yeah. A few weeks of confusion. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice. 
I am willing to make. There definitely will be. The, there will be injuries after that, I think, because it's just such a different climate. Like the, Even when you play the games at night, I think they're still up in the mid twenty five mid twenties, like maybe touching thirty, so like they're still really warm uh, over there. And I'll be hate I'll be keeping the the free hit for for that uh first week back after the World Cup around uh, Stevens's day, I think they're playing games. Interesting, I'm sure there'll be several postponed and several things like that. So um it wasn't a great week for either of us in fantasy football so i think we might just gloss over <laughs> no it. we won't move on it was i actually finally uh, had a good week at how the teams got no on we won't we're gonna no i think we'll go back and have a look at week eight even though it was like what feels like an eternity ago so i managed to score 72 with my uh new team after the uh, wild card i had haaland kane jesus the the thremium came in clutch for me de bruyne kulazewski and then i had saliba and uh, Eric Dyer, who are the main scorers for me, and I managed to finish inside the top 500,000. Uh, and then we turned to Owen's team after uh, his wild card, and he made a last-minute change uh, going from uh, Saliba to Trippier, which was a, an immediate 10-point difference uh, between the two of us. He scored 56. Uh, you also started Sir Christian Romero, who, who didn't start the game for no particular reason, but still came on towards the end to help see the game out so he yeah. got you a point kept, kept patterson on my bench that would have been a you had patterson for me you had patterson second sub so he wouldn't have come on for you anyway well, even if romero didn't play you would need the three defenders. oh shit yeah you would need the three would have come you, in for are you, you familiar oh, wow. with um fantasy premier league steve no do you mind running it through the for me again please <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, don't no, bring up last you season like you wouldn't like it i'll be honest with you <laughs> this is great banter. It really is. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I better uh, jump off, so I probably get some. Probably yeah. want to get someone else on. <laughs> I let you go. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I did get, like it felt like a disaster of a week to be honest. But like, I got a green arrow. I'm 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 three hundred and sixty k, and I, I, you know what? We've had we've actually had such a good start. I, I, yeah. I, I often think I, I forget about how good of a start like I, I actually listen to a lot of podcasters and say oh i moved from two to one and a half million or i've just come inside the one million mark we, we were bang on game week one more or less we did we yeah did like i feel two like preparation pods yeah we did a lot of preparation and we do do a place. lot of we do do a lot of talking about uh fantasy football hence the podcast and yeah i think i'm what am i now seven hundred and sixty four thousand. so you know, I'm inside the or just around the the that mark, so three seven fifty mark. So yeah, like I'm 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 happy enough. I'm not gonna pretend to be the greatest fantasy player ever, like I do it for mostly for fun, but I am gonna pretend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you you are you aren't doing much pretending there when we talk about that sort of thing. But yeah, like you you still scored fifty six. Uh, and within the week, considering that a lot of the players didn't play, like uh, Chelsea didn't play, and uh, a couple of Liverpool didn't play, so that impacted the wild card a fair bit. But yeah, look, um, are you talking? About, are you thinking about making any major changes to your team now uh, that you'll have like a full complement uh, of players to choose from? And I know you were saying that uh, maybe talking about going from Kevin De Bruyne to Salah that'd be interesting. 
Yeah, I like when I looked at my team. I actually have a load of problems. Really, um, I'm gonna go from transfers to pick team. Uh, so I have Nick Pope and Kieran, two Newcastle defenders, and then I have Mitrovic playing against the two of them, which mm. feels disastrous. Yeah. Uh, then I have Romero, who's playing against Arsenal and didn't play last day out. He's a bit annoying. And I do think I Romero also, will start that game though because he is one of their best centre backs. He he is their best. That was a freak incident last week, I think. But then um then I have of course five City and Arsenal players which I need to start cutting out. So are, are we just gonna talk about our moves right now? I think we're kinda of there. Uh, no, I know I was mainly just kinda of bring up the Salah and Kevin De Bruyne stuff and then we can maybe touch on the, the other the Arsenal and City stuff later on. But uh we can we oh, can yeah. do that later yeah. if you want. Alright then, keep your secrets. Yeah, look, we have all day. I <laughs> am very tempted to make a move for Salah. They're playing against Brighton at home, and I think he'd be my captain if I picked him up. Maybe not. I probably should just have Captain Haaland every game. I think I'd uh, be Captain Haaland every game. In, but it's the Manchester Derby. And it, doesn't also, do, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter with Haaland. to get rid of those city and arsenal players that's that's my main reasoning um outside of that like i'll probably end up benching trippier i mean if i don't want to play romero against arsenal at all especially not when i have martinelli and jesus in my team so there's a few kind of a few headaches there patterson being injured doesn't help the cause either so there's a bit to be done there's a bit to be done and we'll get to that probably later on in the in the pod I suppose just to touch on then maybe our, our our three bankers and outside picks for the weekend oh, that was game week eight. We had Haaland who uh, scored. We had Kane who got an assist. Surprised that he didn't score in that game against Leicester. Um, this it with six I goals. Picked up, I picked up the number three guy. You did, yeah. You picked up Mitrovic, who in a three nil or three two sorry win over Nottingham Forest uh, didn't score. Uh, and I don't think he didn't get an assist either, so he blanked, which is unfortunate. Is ridiculous. It got a pure stink of Salah <laughs> blanking a 9 nil. Yeah, uh, very, very much. Maybe not to the. Maybe not as bad as Salah nine nil, but it was definitely bad. Like you, were, you were seeing the goals flying in for Fulham, and you were thinking one of them was bound to be Mitrovic. Uh, I think Harrison Reed scored for them, and that was his first goal what for the, the fuck club. Is that? He's playing for Fulham on. I don't know what else to tell you. But. <laughs> Harrison Reed. He sounds like a Leeds player. Yeah. Uh, for outside picks, he went with Richarlison, who blanked. He, he didn't start the game, and then he. I think he came on as a sub at one stage. Uh, I think he scored, and then celebrated, and then <laughs> the call was ruled card. out for offside, and he got a yellow card for taking his shirt off. <laughs> so yeah. he had a he had a disaster. He blanked. Uh, I picked Odegaard, yeah, like, who was injured before the game. Picks there. Mitrovic in a in a in a three two and and Richarlison in a six two, we were we were on the money. The money <laughs> well, we weren't because the they didn't currency. return. Mm. We we were close. We were close. We we kind of we kind of we kind of saw the smoke, but we couldn't really get. We couldn't really see the fire, like if you know what I mean. So those were kind of our picks nice for, for game. Ah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm getting used to this whole podcasting business. Barely. Barely, yeah. 
so those were our picks, and I don't know Owen, will we will we move on to the next top uh, next segment and kind of look through game week nine and what we're going to do there, and maybe some of the, address some of the questions that we were kind of talking about earlier on. With such a beautiful segue, Stephen, I don't think we can do anything else. <laughs> Fuck you. That was a word from Le Chouf advertising their latest bottle, Cherry Chouf. It's an 8.5 cherry-flavoured Belgian beer, and it'll get you going. That's it the, certainly the will, saying. as the kids <laughs> say these days. Yeah, I do feel, though, that it, it takes away from you as well uh, in, in, in the coming days. <laughs> what, it give it all, what it gives it also must take away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I can feel that in the energy radiating off this podcast. There's a there's, there's some cherry fumes coming off it, I think. <laughs> cherry fumes. Uh, so, game week nine, Steve, we've got some big... I, I won't bore people with reading the, the fixtures, but to, to name the biggest games, you, you have the... Is it the North London Derby? Is Arsenal yeah. Spurs? Or is it, is it just... Yeah, no, it's no. North. North London yeah. Derby, yeah, uh, that's correct. The Manchester Derby, City play United, Chelsea of Palace, Liverpool take on Brighton, so people will be certainly be bringing in Liverpool players, I think, and then a few shit- shitter teams play against each other, and that's just too difficult to think about, so I won't. <laughs> uh, Steve, we might discuss the derbies. You, are you yeah. going to beat Tottenham? Uh, if you were to look on form, we are probably the better form team in that the games that we've won have been quite convincing and the game that we lost against United we were still right up there I think it was kind of on a knife edge until the United goal that we could have won that one too Uh, but Spurs under Conte are quite um, a difficult one to get a hold of because it feels like now with Conte at the helm. They've got players like Romero, uh, Hoiberg, uh, Bentoncourt, uh, like niggly little players that will kind of stop, stifle you playing that they can kind of slow down Arsenal and try and stop them playing the way that they want to play. And in previous times, what might have happened is during the, this game, you, you'd wait 45 minutes and eventually the crowd would get restless and start turning on Arsenal. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think like there's a lot more uh, positivity and, and good vibes about Arsenal this season. And we were playing some really nice stuff. And I think Jesus as a focal point is a real key of that. I saw like Iqbal Lahore was going out and saying like Jesus is a better signing than Haaland. And while I don't agree with him, he's wrong. He I could see his point in that Jesus has been more impactful potentially for Arsenal than Haaland has been for City. Because City would still probably win those games anyway, just maybe not by as big a margin. Uh, where the yeah, game will so, probably uh, the kind Go of ahead. question that w- that was coming to me as you're talking is you're going to have Jesus up against a back three like I mean they'll probably give I don't know maybe not Dyer maybe Davies or Romero they'll probably just give them the job of trying to marshal Jesus but the, uh, I don't think they they'll have as good a, they, I don't think no I don't know Owen because the game against United he was bullying um, Varane who's a four time Champions League and World Cup winner and Lisandro Martinez. Now you can say, "Oh, well, Lisandro Martinez is only so tall, or whatever." Like, if you look at the stats, he's There's won no like he can be a footballer he, he, at that he, height. He's won. He's won like eighty percent of his aerial duels and stuff. So he's not like 
as weak and and as people make him out to be. I think that's going to be important. But I think the thing is that with this Arsenal front three or front four, it's so fluid that Jesus can go out to the left and Saka and Martinelli can come into the box. And then you, if you're if you're one of those uh, centre backs who's kind of like Mark and Jesus, you're then asked, well, do I go follow him out or do I stay where I am? And it kind of causes confusion with the defence. Uh, so you're confident, uh, Steve. I I am. I am, but I, it's kind of like a quiet confidence. Like, I'm not going to go out and say, like, we're definitely going to win. But, I mean, considering how I felt about Arsenal in previous seasons, this is a massive improvement. And I go in, like, the last uh, North London derby, I think we won, like, 3-1 or something. But that kind of felt like a random shot out of the blue, like Aubameyang scored, Saka scored, uh, Smith-Rowe scored. And it was just like, but that was under Nuno. So, I mean, kind of, kind of feels like it almost doesn't count. Like, Conte... Um, has been very tough to go up against. He knows how to set up his teams and how to play. And with Son scoring yeah, that hat trick uh, now against Leicester, uh, uh, it won't be easy. Spurs. Uh, sorry, I let you finish that one. No, no, that was it. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, on the topic of Spurs, I think um, they've uh, their defense is held in high regard around the league at the moment. Um, and the problem coming into Leicester game might would have been a slight bit of confusion about where the goals are going to come from. Because perhaps you've Kane going deep, but also scoring almost every game. Son hadn't scored at all. Kulusevski had gone well, but then started getting rotated with Richarlison. So, I think I think if they sort out the forwards, they're the third best team in the league. Well, they're yeah, they're fighting with Arsenal for third or fourth yeah. best team. Yeah, what's the what's so interesting about this game is that for the first time in maybe a little while, is that both teams feel like they're around the same uh, space. They both feel like they could be the third or fourth best team, and this kind of fixture kind of decides where where each of them might finish third or fourth, respectively. I think regarding the Spurs front three, Kulusevski is key to that. He is the main creator for that team and allows Harry Kane to maybe stay a little bit more forward. Now, Kane will still drop back and try and interlink play and get it going, but you noticed that he was on, he was doing that a lot more when Richarlison was playing and Richarlison was, di- was bombing forward, but it wasn't as successful. Kulusevski has one of the the highest key pass uh, stats yeah, it, in the they, league. They, like they just won't fucking play him. Would can't they not just start him? I mean, yeah, no, he will start him this no game. Uh, it, like. I I think he has to start him because I think he's Surely. he's he's more important to that front three than yeah. Richarlison. So and I don't think more. you start Richarlison over Son. Having Son just scored a hat trick. No, no, Son. I, I think he 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 realised he had to play Son into form and and. Eventually, well, he got a hat trick. We'll see how he plays out. Yeah, but he got a hat trick off the bench. On you didn't start the game. I I know. Yeah, and the presumption is now he's back. Yeah, we'll see exactly what happens. Uh, Before we move on to the next derby, which of which players would you still have in your team for this game? I so on my team anyway. I have um, Kane. I had Kulusevski. I swapped Kulusevski for Luis Diaz because Liverpool are playing Brighton at home, and I think that's a better fixture. Um, but it was a little bit close I because I have Eric Dyer in my team and I was thinking maybe I should get rid of Eric Dyer but then I think I was thinking do I want to take the, the four the minus four point hit and I was thinking maybe I'll just hold on to it I probably wouldn't have Dyer in there all things considered but I don't have a problem with him there I have Saliba Martinelli and Jesus from Arsenal as well and I'm not swapping any of those lads so I don't, but it's probably so not directly Dyer. answering your question. But I, I'm confident in Arsenal. But you're playing Dyer. I might not. Uh, I might be. I might 
potentially rotate him. Pretty here, Stephen. Because <laughs> I haven't fully decided yet. Are Arsenal going to blank? No. I'm reading between the lines here, Steve. Manchester Derby. City will host Man United. Haaland is going to score. I think we can assume that. Um, some people on their wildcard there will have gotten Rashford on their bench. Would you be starting Rashford in this game? Uh, I would be, yeah. Or I will be anyway. Uh, I, I I did bring in Rashford and I will be starting him, yeah. So it's amazing the turnaround the last three, four games have done for Man United. I mean, everyone had dropped Sancho and even very few people had Bruno. He was gone. Rashford, I don't know, what's he on, like 25% ownership at this stage? He's very well owned. Well, I suppose that's because that's probably driven by price. But I have to say, I think like City are just going to fucking steamroll him. I don't think there's enough evidence to say anything else is going to happen. Yeah, I don't think they'll, they'll steamroll them. I think they'll win the game. I don't think it'll be as uh, bad as you think it might be. United have been okay enough, like, since the, the, you know, they were 1-0 win over Southampton 1-0 over Leicester 3-1 over Arsenal they lost to Sociedad in the Europa League then beat Sheriff 2-0 and their last game was postponed against Leeds so they'll have they'll have had a long break in between their last game and now but I think that back four is settled enough Malassia looks good Dallo uh, had two goals playing for Portugal on international duty I think recently enough Bruno looks uh, back, uh, you know, I, I, and I think Rashford, uh, hopefully with his injury, he'll be playing and he's up top. And like you mentioned before, Owen, he's a midfielder who's a, who's a cheap price, who's playing uh, striker for United, so he's always going to be an, uh, an attractive option. United always get up for the, the, the Manchester derbies. Now, usually, <laughs> what I will say is that usually the ones that they get up for are the ones that are over in the Etihad, not really the ones that are at Old Trafford, so... It might not be the 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 ones where like you know Pogba sc- scores and they beat uh, City and stop them from clinching the title that that weekend and that sort of heroics, but I don't think they'll make life as easy for City as you're making it out to be. Yeah, like they won't. But like the only way Man United are going to do anything against this City team is on on the counter. Which yeah, and that's the thing. But that's the, but that's the thing. That's where City are at their most vulnerable yeah. is on the counter because they dominate possession. So it kind of plays into United a little bit, and so Pep will probably be focusing more so on how to stop the counter than he will be on what to do yeah. when he has possession because it feels like he's kind of already got that side of it sorted. So it really does kind of come down to how City decide to set up. Stones pulled up and was subbed off immediately against uh, against Germany with a potential hamstring injury. Uh, they were saying Laporte would be back, but they don't know. They don't want to try and rush him, so he might not play. So it might be a Kanji and Diaz, and then it's Cancelo and Walker. So you know, there's a there's a little bit of uh, figuring out to do there. Yeah, I think it 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 mainly depends on on what role will they put their centre defensive mid in. If like if they put, it's basically only Rodri who can do that job. Phillips hasn't shown himself doing it yet. Um. I mean, if fourteen Rodri minutes all game, season for Phillips, City City will just win, very convincingly. I think they'll win. I think is is three one a convincing win? Yeah, if, if for anyone else, yes. For Manchester City, it's 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 a question. That's why, yeah, that's why I'm asking <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like I think it, 
like they're they're too good for United at the moment. They just are. The the everything yeah. points to City, but it's just uh what score line and I think they'll keep it respectable. I think they'll probably win two one, three one maybe. I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet really. Um yeah, when when you think about how United play in the counter, maybe not. We'll do the bankers and our outside picks and then a short break and some questions from Twitter, Steve. Does that does that sound okay to you? <laughs> Fuck off. I mean, that that was a genuine question. But, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do them anyways. You can you can be pissed at me all you like. Uh, Halland will will not and uh, never not be number one uh, for us in the banker section, Steve. And I think that's safe to assume. Yeah, absolutely. So to mm-hmm. run through the three bankers we have, it's uh, Halland, uh, Salah, and Kane. We've gone for Kane as the third. Uh, like he just loves a goal against Arsenal now is it the most confident I've ever been when we're deciding the three bankers no but you tell me Owen was there another banker out there better than Kane no well Mitrovic is in my team so he's gonna blank solanke has <laughs> uh, got a tough game against Brentford and the only other option was Ivan Tony who blanked so there'll be a question mark over him uh, I'm confident Kane will score, to be honest, against Arsenal. I'm pretty confident on that one. Um, yeah, and Salah at number two makes me think, yeah, I'm definitely going to be bringing in Salah for De Bruyne this week. Uh, just to be getting... I, I just want Salah, and I want to also start getting rid of City and Arsenal players for the blank yeah, game. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, what's interesting, on it just there, is that you've you've said <laughs> Solanke wasn't a banker because they're playing Brentford, but he is your outside pick this week. He absolutely is, Stephen. Uh, Dominic <laughs> Solanke's tall. You've gone down the FPL. You've gone down the FPL Twitter. Um, rabbit hole and you've come out the other side saying Dominic Solanke is your outside pick for this week purely based on like, what well, yeah so he the the driver for for this pick Stephen is absolutely price price related uh, Solanke is <laughs> at 5.7 so yeah. you bring in Dominic and then you have an extra bit of cash you buy like Kane De Bruyne Cancelo Trent that's how much money you still have so <laughs> Game against Brentford, and you won't regret it a little bit. Um, you know, the funnest thing about making a little punt like this one is, like, all the two-pointers that you get after it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy looking at the player and seeing the seeing two points. Definitely don't want any more than that. Two, two. I'm happy with one as well if they get a yellow card. That's fair enough, you know. They're, they're just being aggressive. I love to see my player get a yellow card. <laughs> love it. Who is your outside pick? Stephane? My outside pick is Zaha at home against Chelsea because we still don't exactly know what we're going to get in this Graham Potter Chelsea side. They kind of look like they're playing a back four, maybe a back five in their game against Salzburg where they drew. Aubameyang was up top. Havertz looked in behind in the hole and you had Sterling on the left. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to uh, shape up. I don't really know 
where certain players are going to fit in. For example, Fafana. I, I have Fafana in my team. I'm a bit worried about that because he didn't start that game, but I imagine the, with the price they paid for him and his age that he's going to he's gonna come into the team sooner rather than later. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see. I, but I, Zaha, I, Zaha is uh, the... Sorry, did you finish there? Yeah. No, I'm saying I just hope that, that they just, don't just give Reese James the job of marshalling Zaha and then limit our output and the game is like nil-nil for ages and Crystal get us in the counter or something shit like that. I hope that doesn't happen. But, uh, let's see what uh, Potter can uh, magic up for us. Oh, that was lazy. That was lazy even for you, Owen. <laughs> You're better than this. It's not often I say uh, that no. too. I'm I was I was pretty content with that one. It's off the cuff, <laughs> like it's not like it's even written down, Steve. That doesn't make it any better, Owen. If anything, that just makes it slightly worse. It just shows you that you weren't prepared enough. The good folks over at Le Chouf are waiting, so we'll just take a word from them and we'll be back with the questions. We've got our finger on the pulse here at the FPL Jingle. We've taken some of the hot topics off of Twitter this week. Long two weeks to generate topics. And number one is about Liverpool players and how many we should be bringing back in for this week. They're taking on Brighton and Salah's number two on the FPL Jingle list in terms of a banker. So surely God we're bringing him in. But who else, Steve? Who else? I don't know who who else after that. I think if you can't afford Salah, Diaz is the good alternative at 8.2. But I think apart from that, I don't really think I'd be bringing anyone else in. Their next few fixtures don't look great. They play Brighton at home, then they play Arsenal away, and then they play Man City at home. So you're not really thinking that you're going to get much out of the defence, given the, the form that they've been in as of late. They play West Ham then, which I would still classify as a tough enough game. And then, you know, I could go on to like the international break for the World Cup if I wanted to. But more or less, I think it's Salah and, or, and Diaz or, or or that's it. I don't I have not been impressed with Darwin Nunes. He came back from the suspension and he didn't really show much. I've seen There's a couple of clips of him. of him. I've couple, seen a couple of clips with him uh, playing for Uruguay. And it just didn't look great. There was a there was an F there was a Liverpool Twitter fan page that put up a a, sh- a clip saying, "Whoa, what a shot from Diaz!" And he took a shot from outside the box, and it was powerful, but it went wide. It didn't go in. Like he didn't score. But they were like, "That's not the one that hit the corner flag, no." <laughs> no, that was in training. Um. Okay. So yeah, yeah I, I would be staying away from him until I see something at this stage, especially if he's gonna cost nine million. Like, there's better alternatives out there for cheaper. Yeah, I'd be saying get Salah and wait for game week twelve, um, and at that stage you'll you will want to be getting rid of a City or Arsenal player then anyway. So mm-hmm. it's good time to make that change. Pick up a Liverpool player. They take on West Ham. I think that'll be a fine fixture for Liverpool. I don't think West Ham have shown much this season, but yeah, and no, I'm not in a rush to go picking up Trent or even Darwin. I think Diaz is fine at his price, but I'm not like sickened not to have him in the Arsenal and City games so yeah for me it uh, was um it was a case of I had uh Kulazewski and I just felt like I had too many Spurs players so I needed to just get rid of one yeah yeah totally so then there's kind of two mm, 
best of the rest midfielders that are knocking about and they're Madison and Zaha mm-hmm. Zaha at 7.2 and Madison at 7.9 so we'll take we'll take a quick look at the their fixture Steve and then have a chat about will, would you be bringing one of these in yeah yeah so so the, to lead the way <laughs> sorry uh, Palace have one of the easiest schedules between now and the break for the World Cup uh, they play Chelsea at home, but then they play Leeds at home, uh, Leicester away, uh, w- Wolves at home, and Everton away. That takes you up to game week 13. Now, obviously, there's more fixtures until the World Cup, and I'm not going to run through all of them. But the, Zaha is in the much more settled squad. Uh, Vieira is a great manager. They're going well. He's the talisman of the team, takes the penalties, is m- their biggest creative influence. So everything points towards him. Madison has been unreal in the fact that he's been managing to perform in a very poor Leicester side. But I don't know how much longer he can keep it up, and I don't know how much longer Brendan Rodgers is going to stay in the job. So if he does lose his job, which it seems quite likely he will, given the talk that he put out after they lost 6-2 to uh, to Spurs, saying he would accept the board's decision, whatever it may be, you know, you wonder who then comes in to replace him, how do they play, and how does Madison fit into it. And There's just a little too much, a little bit of uncertainty there. They do have nice fixtures now. They play uh, Forest at home, then away to Bournemouth, then at home to Palace, and then at home to Leeds. So maybe they can turn it around a bit, but just everything coming out of the camp, even Tielemans talking about being on international with duty with Belgium, he was like, God, it was just great to get out of there for a bit. <laughs> like, you know, so it doesn't, it's not, it's not hear, positive. I, I hear Everton. I hear everything you're saying, Steve. And I don't want Madison, but he's just fucking scores. He just doesn't stop getting points. Yeah, like it's a, but I say that as but Zaha does that as well. I think you know he's doing pretty well himself. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, I won't argue against Zaha, but it's just that I'm afraid of saying Madison stay away from him. He's probably just going to get like a free kick and an assist <laughs> and ball out. I know, but it feels like you're shit. kind of. It feels like if you're going to rely on someone for a free kick, you might as well just get James Ward-Prowse. Like, not saying that he isn't good, Jimmy. But, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think he was taken off the corners. Well, not so long ago. <laughs> Maybe so that, that was might, it. That might spell the end for uh, Jim Bob Prowse. Yeah. Uh, I'm very tempted by Zaha. The further, the longer we talk about him, but I don't have like a seven and a half million spot in my team. Um, no. I could get rid of Martinelli for him. I have one point three in the bank. I can sell Martin early for 6.3, but then when I buy him, he costs like, what, fucking 6.8 now or something crazy. So I have to think about that. But I can afford him that way. And I do, I'm, I, we're already talking about getting rid of City and Arsenal players. Does that sound reasonable? I think you could do worse options. Like, you know, let's have, just have a quick look at the midfield. Just tell me it's brilliant, Stephen, don't you? I you're know a, I can, you're an FPL, I can you're go You're an lower. FPL savant, so I'll tell you whatever... You, <laughs> I'm totally whatever, aware. He'll tell you whatever you want to hear as long as we can just carry on. Yeah, yeah, look, it's there's definitely an option there. I think if you're going to get um, Salah in for Kevin De Bruyne, though, obviously, that's a choice you have to make because you won't be able to afford both. Or oh, Salah and De Bruyne, absolutely not. No, I mean, Salah for, Salah for De Bruyne... It's going to cost you what? Uh, um, what? 0.7 more. So then you wouldn't be able to afford Zaha if you got rid of Martinelli, is my point. Hmm. I won't be doing it this week. Probably thinking long and hard about it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. So, yeah. Pick up Wilfred. 
is what we're saying. What will we do uh, in terms of the Arsenal City? So, yeah, the blank in game week 12. Um, I am making these incremental changes leading into game week 12, Mm -hmm. bringing myself down to hopefully only two of these players for that week so that I at least have a sub. Should we be thinking about the free hit for game week 12? No. Because I... Well, maybe? No, I don't think so. Because then... I think not because it's City and Arsenal who have the most points. So you're free-hitting in Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea players, Mm -hmm. mostly. So if I I have my free-hit, I would like Haaland and Martinelli and Jesus or the players that have consistently scored throughout this season to be still be in the team. So maybe that's what you save your free hit for. I think, yeah, I think that's it, smart. The, I, I wasn't convinced, uh, considering the free hit myself. I was, I was thinking of doing something similar to to yourself, uh, incrementally bring out someone like, uh, Saliba or, and then Martinelli, maybe, or maybe Jesus, depending on the form that they're in at the time. And then probably keep Haaland, and then maybe rotate out De Bruyne for someone and go that way. So that's probably what I'm going to be doing over the next four or five weeks anyway. Oh, wait, not four or five weeks. Okay. It's game week 12, so I've got about three weeks. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and of course, I just want to take a quick look at game week 13. Then City play Brighton and Arsenal play Southampton. So you'll want all those players back in. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think you consider the free hit beforehand. I think maybe if you've made if you've transferred all those players out, you maybe consider the free hit afterwards or something. You use your free hit to settle back in. Is that what you're saying? Could be an option, yeah. If you if if the if the fixtures are right. I mean, like yeah, game week game week thirteen there. Like yeah, as I said, like City are going to get loads against Brighton. Arsenal travel to the Saints. Yeah, like it's it's yeah, there's 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 opportunities there. There's some people are going to miss out on points those two weeks yeah definitely absolutely yeah it's not it's not an easy one to solve and it kind of it's hard to plan it out now because so much is likely to change between now and then but that kind of seems like the the best way of going about things right now uh yeah i feel like it's it's what most people who are planning are are going to do uh people who aren't may end up seeing themselves taking free hit or something wild like that but uh i think i think i think it's the way to go uh, so Steve, throughout the the pod and almost every pod, we talk about Man City and Liverpool and Arsenal and all those boys. <laughs> uh, who are we missing out on? Like I never picked up Pascal Gross. I do have Mitrovic at Fulham, <laughs> who's just letting me down. But is there players like that we're just not talking about? Like is Diego Costa going to be unreal, or is there someone at Leeds? God knows who. I'm. That's, I'm gonna. Know, I know. Doing bits. I, I know you just mentioned Arsenal. I know you're gonna probably go mad at me here, but I'm just gonna throw out. Granite Jacka is having. I would not ri- be picking up Granite. Like I knew. Pretty... I knew it was gonna be Granite Jacka. <laughs> he, he has three, three assists and three a goal. Friends who are diehard Arsenal fans. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. I knew. Jesus I knew. I wouldn't. Christ. I knew. I wouldn't get any. Any. Any anything from you with this one are you picking up granite jacka steve no but i'm saying if you only have five million on a player why are we talking about granite <laughs> because you asked about players that nobody else is thinking about 
<laughs> and he's the first one that came to my head. Like, what, give me an example of a player you think about then, or you're, you think is, is undervalued or maybe not. Well, so the Brighton guys are all gone out of teams, and I and I spoke at length about Brighton going to shit, so I don't want any of them. <laughs> so that that's an example. Uh, Raheem Sterling would be one that you know no one has and could be a differential. Uh, the Man United boys we didn't really mention. Everyone kind of has Rashford, Sancho's on the go, to mention but a few. <laughs> uh, one player then that might be interesting is Ollie Watkins, seven point two. Leicester, or sorry, not Leicester. What am I like? Villa have one of the nicest run-ins. What's gone wrong? <laughs> Villa have one of the nicest run-ins now, from now until uh, the um, break for the World Cup. Uh, Leeds, uh, Forest, Chelsea, Fulham, Brentford. Then it's uh, Newcastle, United, and Brighton. So it gets a little bit harder towards the end. But those those for next f- four out of the next five weeks, they've got favourable fixtures. And Watkins is probably their main striker, so he's less likely to rotation. So maybe one option to consider. Absolutely. I don't hate that. <laughs> Thanks. Although it does feel like a differential pick, <laughs> which I said I wouldn't go near this season. Yeah. Stick to the template. Stick to the, stick to the plan. Steady as she goes. <laughs> steady, the, steady hands. Mm. Steady hands, boys. Uh yeah, like to, you know yourself, like to, to to try and then yeah, I'm just I I'm, I'm just wondering. I thought it was worth the conversation. I mean, Ivan Tony blanked, but had been absolutely balling out up to that point. He's five goals, two assists. Mm. But we're not bringing him in. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I shan't. I shan't be doing that yet. Anyway, we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe if I when it comes to. Uh, Game week twelve, and I need to drop Jesus. Um, Ivan Tony might be a potential option. Uh, any any defenders yeah, own or anything, uh, or any goalkeepers, anything like that stands out to you? No, I'm I'm certainly going to leave in Pope. He's like my fourth goalkeeper with, at this stage, which is so ridiculous. I've had Ward, Mendy. I didn't get your Iverson. Now I have Pope. Yeah, Iverson was there oh. as well. None of them have ever done fucking anything, so it's a bit frustrating. And I'm hoping if I just leave Pope alone that he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, no, keepers are very hard this year. Very hard. Because, like, you know, Liverpool don't have any clean sheets, more or less. Um, Ederson isn't, you know, getting any bonus points or anything like that. So it's been it's been a tough year for picking out a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, so the answer is no there's no good <laughs> players outside of the, <laughs> the template <laughs> very simply uh, uh, last but not least Stephen um, yeah this is kind of more or less the same question uh, we, we have Mitrovic versus Tony versus Solanke yeah. so Mitrovic being cheaper than Tony he's only what 6.8 while Tony is is he 7.2 at the moment he is 7.2 correct Tony's, yeah. he's 7.2, 7.2. Then the cheapest by far is going to be Dominic at 5.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing for Bournemouth, the game against Brentford coming up. I hate it. I, 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 I hate that we're even talking about Dominic Solanke. I really do. Like, he's got one goal this season and one assist, and we're talking about him being... like The, 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 the next three fixtures they have, Brentford, Leicester, and Fulham, they are probably the underdogs in all of those fixtures. So I don't see where... Leicester is the best offensive fixture you can have 
I just, I don't see it. Uh, they don't. They're still under Gary O'Neill, um, who is the caretaker manager. There's been no nice uh, man. He, I'm sure he's a lovely man. Fine pair of pants. <laughs> I don't understand that reference, but okay. I just don't see where this confidence is coming from. I don't get it. I don't know, Steve. I'm looking here at three and a half games and two returns. Three and a half games. Okay, fine. Whatever you say, Owen. I, I'm not played. gonna. I'm not gonna go near him anyway. If you decide to, then of, of your own volition, be it, and on. on your head, be it. But I, I won't be. I won't be looking at uh, getting in Solanke anytime soon. I think Mitrovic is probably the best out of the three there that we are, we mentioned. He's the talisman for Fulham, and a lot of the good stuff that happens goes through him. Their next few fixtures are kind of tough enough, Newcastle. Um, but then, you know, West Ham probably isn't as tough as it was. And then they play Bournemouth, uh, Villa and Leeds. So, you know, they're going pretty well this, this season as well. They're in good form. So that, that's probably the main one I would go for. Okay, well, uh, the FPL jingle outside pick this week was Dominic Solanke. <laughs> so keep your eyes peeled for something on the, the Bournemouth front. What's the Bournemouth nickname? The The Cherries. The cherries. Oh, and brilliant. Thank you, Steve. That brings me on to Cherry the <laughs> Oh, you Gets bastard. You no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. Uh, delightful. Oh, I don't like this. I want to, uh, end, I want Steve, to end the podcast. How... <laughs> yeah. How badly are you doing in draft anyway? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, I think I am inside the top four or five. I have five wins and two losses so far this season. Doing better than you anyway, but that wouldn't be hard. What are you, two wins and five losses? He needs some milk! Uh, I think I have three wins at the moment. No, I don't think you do. And four four disputed losses. Uh, I think that that, was good. that that might not be... That might not hold up if I was to go and look at the league table there. No, I'm not... Draft isn't doing too bad. No. I'm happy enough with my, um, with my midfield. I've got Kulazewski, Bernardo Silva, Odegaard, Saint-Maximin and Zaha. So I'm hoping Maximan will come back to fitness because I think Odegaard's more or less fit. Um, he played for Norway, as we talked about at the start of the episode. Uh, it's probably the forwards I'm a little bit concerned. I've got Vardy in there, who I think is going to have to get the chop. And uh, I mentioned Fafana earlier on as well. Hopefully he starts to get games under Potter. But other than that, I'm pretty happy with everything else at the moment. You know, What about your team? My team looks fantastic. Gonna have Benji Mendy in goals. Benjamin? Uh, Edward. Ben- no, Benjamin Edward Mendy, Mendy is the city players on trial for no, rape. That is on. not the Mendy that yeah. I would like to have in goals for me. <laughs> uh, I will have Edward Mendy in goals. Anything exciting. I have Cancelo, I have Perisic, I have Salah, Kulusevski is like yourself, Martinelli. My forward line currently is Dominic, but this time Calvi Lulu. <laughs> Uh, Tony and Bamford are my other two forwards. So All English. I think. I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I should get rid of all of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. I also just, have Bowen who needs to go. Yeah, I'm just surprised. Uh, Calvert Lewin. Uh, I mean, we'll see what he's like when he comes back. It's an interesting one. Yeah, I. To be honest, I I purely based picking him up on the fact that someone else went for him and didn't get him, and I was like. We'll have a go. <laughs> I was dropping an injured Callum Wilson, I think. So we'll see how it goes. Like I, I still am fairly confident about the team. Like it still looks pretty good on paper every week. I'm usually coming up against big scores, and I'm sure I'll be in the mix come the end of the season. Well, you hope you will be anyway. 
But uh, if you don't start getting it together soon, I might get away from you. Uh, I yeah, yeah, I mean, it can. But I usually things regress to the mean in terms of draft. And I'm very good at fantasy <laughs> football, so I move up the table. That's, that's generally what happens. Well, we'll see. There's Confidence is high. All I'll say is that you're lucky team. there's no relegation in this league. You say that. We lost a member last season. <laughs> we did lose a member. We lost him of his own volition, though. He was invited back. He wasn't kicked out. I would never do that as commissioner. Yeah, it was just. It just turns out it was no fun. <laughs> yeah, he turned. He, he he was sickened. He was too sickened by the old commissioner. He didn't. He was just too disheartened by it. Even though there was the change in leadership and and for the better, he just decided Are you against sure? it. Are you sure it wasn't the fact that the commissioner changed and he decided to leave because no, of No, no, it was definitely the experience that he went through in the last few years. Uh, even despite winning the league, it wasn't enough to convince him to stay. Mm. And the, the, the last commissioner just did too poor a job. Well, on that bombshell, I'm going to end episode 10, Steve, of season 2 of the FPL jingle. I think I, I think we were a bit rusty today. I think we're still touch hungover yeah. from the oh, absolutely. a fantastic holiday over the weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm definitely still not 100% yet. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to just head straight to bed after this because I'm still wrecked. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice to get the PL back this weekend because there's been so much, you know, it's it's it was the same with the week when the Queen died. You know, there's all this speculation about what's going to happen and we had the international break and whatever, but... It'll be nice to see some real football. It's a disjointed start to the season. Yeah, it really is. Disappointing with, with the, the games being postponed because of the Queen and then the Arsenal game getting moved and then we're stopping midway through the season for the World Cup. It's it's very It feels very stop-start. So, if you want to get in touch with me and Steve, you can do that. You can go to our website, first of all. That's fpljingle.com. You, you can talk to us on Twitter, at the FPLJingle. Uh, there'll be a link to a few bits like that in the podcast description Uh, with that I'm going to let you go Uh, Steve say bye take it handy everyone bye now (laughs)